minutes late going live because Travis just showed up at the last second at the fucking buzzer and I had to, to prep myself. Hi, Travis. Hey, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's had a quick little uh, scramble to, to figure out what to do with the cameras. Oh, well. I feel like the the most unfortunate thing about this is the way you did the graphic uh viewers are not going to be able to see travis's uh discord profile picture which has got to be when he was in like a middle school production of the crucible <laughs> i was actually in germany and at like a like almost like an airbnb type thing and i found that in the closet and i put it on <laughs> wait wait hold on no pause 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 we'll tweet this i'll find this photo and we will tweet this what did, is it just a thing that they provided or did someone leave it or like what i need more more i'm pretty sure an old lady lived there and <laughs> oh it was an I airbnb just... okay never mind i thought you said it was a hotel sorry no 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 it was just in a closet and i just put it on and my mom's like please don't put that on and i did it and, anyways and then he did it anyway yeah so oh, the beautiful. travis story beautiful beautiful well, Travis, thank you for joining us. Uh, you don't hate Friends this episode. I'm I'm very happy about it. Um, Allegedly, yeah. What? Well, but you know, you know what we do all collectively hate. What we had uh, to NYC watch FC. last week. Yeah, yeah. It it was gross. Uh, Travis, it's been a minute, so let's let's dive in. Let's get. Uh, how are you feeling so far this season? Like, let's get your like overall like. Travis missed five episodes. Let's catch up. Sort of. <laughs> sort of thing. How I'm feeling, uh, <clears throat> I feel like nothing's changed <clears throat> and since expansion season, almost. Like, Hani's still carrying the weight of the, the offense on his shoulders. Uh, you know, it's either Leal or Godoy that's out injured. It's Leal this time. Um, the secondary striker thing, this just is, isn't clicking. I mean, outside outside of the one season where we finished third in the East, yeah. when Stepong was fighting for his life and doing well, but now he's fallen off. It's been three hundred and uh, what forty seven days since he's last scored a goal. Uh, Till Bunbury is Till Bunbury. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just it just feels like the same team. Like we we were promised, obviously, top end spending mm-hmm. hasn't happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Jacobs has done a great job finding MLS talent. Now finding international talent, I mean, because he he knocked it out of the park. Calda Nashville confirmed. He, Stop. yeah, he he knocked it out of the <laughs> park with Hani. But we can't just let the one signing with Hani uh, carry him and yeah. let him get a pass. I mean, even Leal struggled a bit and not been really a home run. He's been an all right player, but he hasn't been a home run hit. Yeah, and we we swing and miss on way too many international players to I don't know to be successful with you know. I feel like that's a very fun segue <clears throat> into uh, the most disappointingly exciting thing about NSC this week. <laughs> we got um, an international roster spot. Yes, I think because we sell it so often, dude. I was. Well, it- I'm so used to us selling it for GAM that when I saw it, I'm like, great, more GAM they won't use. Like, I, I my immediate thought was, oh, we got more GAM. And the, I, thought, I, I thought we sold, yeah. I yeah. had to sit there and look at the tweet like five or six times before it like 
fully set in that we got one of our international roster spots back, which has to mean the only logical reason they would do that at this point after selling them off is that they mm -hmm. are going to need it and they are close to a deal with someone. And the transfer window closes Monday. So I wonder if it's the last second. So I don't know. Uh, I miss Rodriguez. Yeah, right. <laughs> The the uh, Falcao, uh, <laughs> I would be I would be so disappointed by both of those things. The, the meme on Twitter right now is that it's gonna be a a center back. It's gonna be yeah. a backup center back, and isn't, and we're all gonna be bummed out. Isn't that um, the most Nashville SC thing they could do uh, though? Yes, yes, dude. I am so over it. I'm not even getting my hopes <laughs> up anymore. I see late two. I'm, I'm just not even like excited anymore. I'm like it's gonna be a fucking defender. Or some washed up MLS thirty three year old guy that's looking for a team. I'm like, good grief, dude! Like, we can't do anything exciting. It feels like we see these other clubs making cool <clears throat> signings, and they're doing well with them. And we're just like, hey, you got any guys you're gonna give the goodwill or put a you know TJ Maxx is gonna resell? Like, fuck, oh, we can't go and get some new shiny piece. I mean, Honey's the only one I can think of that's yeah. been successful so i put on my tinfoil hat earlier this week and and upon thinking about it and plus i'll just being a silly goofy little guy was uh 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 what's his name kimmy amichi right mm -hmm. uh he's on on FanDuel. he's like the sixth most likely person to score a goal this weekend um he's french we just got an international roster spot but then clay uh pointed out he's probably likely already taking up one of those spots because he was signed boy, to Nashville yeah. and sent down to Huntsville. So yeah, um, yeah my, my boy Ronan from uh, Soundwave that covers Huntsville. Yeah, uh, he did confirm that it was. He's already on the senior spot, so international slots not for him. But I will be interested to see Amici play for the uh, <laughs> varsity. You know, he, <laughs> for, varsity. Uh, for the varsity. <laughs> he's yeah, he's yeah. gonna letter in in in, uh, in soccer this year. You need a letter and shit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I'm eager to see if, how he does. I mean, was it Liotti, the big guy who everyone's hyped about in Huntsville? Mm -hmm. He's been out injured, though. But, so I'm eager to see what we can come up with through Huntsville. But, you know. I, I think we'll probably see um, one or two of those Huntsville guys end up in, the, <clears throat> end up in that uh, Open Cup match coming up against San Antonio. And it'll be kind of our first uh, – uh, view at some of them. I wouldn't be surprised if Amici like starts that game. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be. I'll be interested to see that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the bench this weekend. I, I'm not putting any. I'm not actually putting any stock into the into the fan duel thing that I came across. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun and you know goofy that that it's there. But typically, uh, these apps in, in Vegas don't take MLS too seriously nor do they probably research it that much. So I, I'm not surprised that a random name shows up on a game that's probably getting bet on by 15 people. Um, so, you know, it, whatever. But it's fun, fun to think about. You know who would take up an international roster spot? One Yonder Cadiz. Back to Nashville confirmed. He replied to me on Instagram. I saw he replied to two other N NSC fans on Instagram. Jonder to Nashville confirmed. Did he, I, did he, what do you what do you respond with? 
fuck you, go away. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I, wow. I, re- I replied Today to one I of his. Travis doesn't listen to our show. Yeah, dude. I replied to one wow. of his uh, one of his goal videos from like last week. Um, with like come back to Nashville, please. And he replied with, like a little hands up, high five emoji. And then like all of his friends liked it. And then after I said it on this show, I saw two other people do similar things. And he replied every single time to Nashville fans. So Cadiz to Nashville confirmed. Hey, speaking of me not listening to your pods, what does Butterslug mean? Oh, you still don't know? <laughs> no. I don't even I just know you're a little him. butter. Nobody tell him. Yeah, I mean, you're a little buttery so, boy. I've been, I've been so busy, man. <laughs> Dude, honestly, honestly, I don't remember. I just remember that it was funny, and uh, you're just going to have to go back in the, in, the, in the archives and figure out why you're a Butterslug. I just know that you yeah. are. I'm gonna listen to all those things I missed. And, and if if I had time, if I had time before we started, I would have made your photo um, a, a butter slug. But I was I was scrambling. Yeah, I, I did it so you couldn't do that. Mm. I came in like hot. That like, was the whole reason. Minute. He's yeah. actually about to leave, just so you can't do it now. <laughs> He's here well, for his contractually it, it, obligated it cut, ten minutes. Cut eating out. out. Sorry. Oh, I, right. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Oh man, man, that is down with the sickness. What is going on with Travis and well, Internet? <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I think Travis, I'm kind of in the same boat. I'm not expecting anything earth shattering with this international roster spot or anything this window or the window in the summer. Um, I would not be surprised if there was a signing, but I I'm not expecting anything crazy. Um. I did, however, make a move for Olivier Giroud on FIFA 23. So uh, if I could do it, surely, uh, surely for, they can make it happen. For real life, Firmino, right? Firmino, Bobby, Firmino. Didn't he, is it, it? Didn't they like say today he's basically done deal Bruh. and signed? There, yeah, <laughs> they're basically trying to get get him to stay. They're working on a deal. Yeah. Uh, uh, I I need I need us to do something, but you know our weekly bitching about a, a true um, striker on this team. Uh, I, it, something needs to happen because this previous game, and we'll we'll, we'll get into the uh, NFC versus NYFC talk, NYCFC talk here in a second. But th- this previous game shows me that like we cannot depend on our defense every single game. Like yes, they they are. I still think one of the best defenses in the league. But if they have a game like every team's going to, like every defensive core is going to, and they slip up. Um, even a little bit, we have nothing to reply back with except for Hani Mukhtar, um, and and that's not going to cut it. There's a world where uh, uh, Shaq Moore covers on that first play a little bit better. We don't fuck up on that set piece, and Hani scores the goal that he does, and we're sitting here right now talking about how this was the most Gary Smith masterclass of all time because the rest of the game was how we expected, right? It was that what 15 minute stretch where we just kind of had a couple de- defensive lapses that Gary Smith called a travesty um that 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 ruined us. We could have come out of that with a 1-0 win very very easily. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I was out of town and was following the game wow, hates, via hates like friends. Twitter. Uh, I mean, it hates how Apple TV doesn't have an Android app where I couldn't watch that's it on my phone. That's fair. Uh, I went I went to go see my folks. So the first goal happened. And my dad was like, oh, has the game started? I was like, oh, yeah, they're already losing. It's already over. Yeah. Because even the the narrative on the 
post game was Nashville looked really good. It would just be bad. Like it, it would be better if it didn't take them going down a goal to to yeah. open up. So I was, I was like, at man. um I was at a travel tournament. I was watching one of my school kids play. He's been begging me to come watch his games all season, and I finally came. And so I was able to watch the game the following day on Apple, and our crosses suck. We just we just cross it and hope for the best. Well, there's no. I mean, yes, that that is, I mean, we, that is a big part of our game plan, unfortunately. But especially last game because we went down so early that they they were just de- hail marrying it, man. It was desperate ball, and I mean, you could kind of blame it on striker, but when you're overcooking a ball by. 20 feet, that's not on a striker. That's on you delivering an accurate ball. Yeah. 100%. But also, when it is accurate, our striker has to finish it. Um, I don't know. I feel like if we just approach the game more expansive from the get-go, we have a lot better chances of winning. I mean, your chances of winning on the road in MLS are already slim. Yeah. So why not go for it? Like, yeah. getting a result period on the road in MLS is actually – it was like 25% of teams – that are on the road get a result and results at either a draw or any type of point. I so so if your percentage is that low, why not just go for it from the get go? I feel like the game plan going into that game was we're playing on a baseball field. It is a narrow field, right? It, it's they're gonna have to go through us. We're so good defensively that we will keep our shape and and get out of there with a zero zero one zero 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 draw or a one zero win. Um, and, and when those two goals went in, it was like, okay, fuck it. Just air, air mail it in, like shoot yeah. from 20 feet outside the box, cross it into hopefully someone there and, and try to see what we can make happen. Um, and, and it just wasn't there and we don't have the pieces to make that happen when we go down like that. If we go down early like that for most of the season, I'm not going to feel very good about it. Um, I think I saw a stat on Twitter that was like of the last 18 games that Nashville has conceded a goal. We've won one of them. Ooh. Uh, which is not great. Uh, you know, I might go so far as to call that bad. I, it, I would call that is bad. That is awful, but let's also keep in mind that we have a very good defense and we don't concede goals that often, you know? So like, but still that's not, that's an unacceptable stat. That's that, that's not okay. You know, you know who I want to shout out? Huh? Joe Willis. Oh yeah. He's had a pretty, he's had a pretty good season. Yeah, no, he has had a magnificent season. I think, I think he is, if he's on any other team, if he's on any major market team, he is like, the talk of of MLS right now for like goaltender of the yeah. season. Here's the thing though, you have, uh, Joe, mm. Joe, you have Joe Willis playing like two pretty, goals. Pretty, he's, playing, he's, play, he's playing lights out right now. He's doing really good. Um, you have Walker Zimmerman and Jack Mayers. We have a, we have a really good defense. Yeah, you have a really good goalkeeper. There's no need to sit back and play Gary Ball anymore. No, like at this point, it's not even like. <clears throat> In spite, like they're not doing good because of Gary Ball. They're doing good because they're good players back there. They've yeah. invested pretty solid in our defense and goal goalie. Our our midfield is aging. AARP members up back there. Uh, we just we need to invest in midfield and some type of creativity 
where it's not guys who can just get ran past anymore. Like Dax is older. He, he don't have the legs he has. Yeah. Uh, Godoy is also like 33, 34. He's pushing around 34 or whatever. Yeah. He's also injury prone. So he doesn't have the legs he has anymore. Then you sign Grey Goose, who is also 32. To be fair, in the time he was in in this last game and the time I've seen him play, I'm I want to see more of him. Um, I I, 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 I want to see more Grey Goose, but my point is we're going too old in our midfield. Yeah, at some point you got to go younger. And our our version of young was signing Sean Davis, who I like, but his age he was 29 when we signed him. He was mm-hmm. already pushing 30 right there. Uh, why can't we go 26, 27? get a solid midfielder like you know you know what this feels like this it it feels like they set up this team um to have a window of this year and last year to really make a push for something with the expectation that Ake Loba was going to pan out if if Ake Loba had panned out um last season we would have been a contender if Ake Lobo was here, like doing what he was supposed to do. Uh, these problems would not have really been a talking point at all. Like, yeah, we it would be like the the conversation, like, yeah, we have an aging midfield, but you know, everywhere else is so good that we can replace them with whoever in the off season. Um, but since that didn't happen, uh, we're just kind of fucked. <laughs> you know, it I, it just. It, it feels like they built it to lead up to right now, and it's not panning out. Well, John mentioned last season, I think it was, that we're going to have to revamp our entire midfield yep. in the next season or two. <clears throat> and when we do, it's going to be a drop-off because we rely yeah. so heavily on the on certain players, Godoy, McCarty, and, I mean, Davis has a, a couple more years left in him, obviously, but we relied so heavily on those two midfielders when they go. We're gonna to have to find a replacement or replacements, and it's gonna it may take a while, like to find something that works. And our our concern mentioning the old midfield is that Hani is only in his prime for a couple of years. Yeah. Right now we have a prime Hani. Make the most of it, or you're gonna end up yeah. pissing pissing him away. What the Titans did. The Titans had a window when Derrick Henry was firing on all cylinders, and they missed the window to do something. I was listening to I was listening to uh, Pharma Soccer earlier today, and Clay actually mentioned that in particular, where it's like you looked at the Titans, right, and they were like irrelevant for like five to seven years, probably more, and then they they had this window, kind of like NSC has right now, where they had a they have Derrick Henry, they 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 have their contenders, they have a chance to do something, and they kind of. Didn't they didn't live up to what they were supposed to be, and then you saw a winning football team fire their GM. Uh, I don't, and in I'll I'll second Clay's opinion. I don't think that's happening yet with NSC, but I think this is the first year where I've seen like we. There's always been people who've said like Gary out or whatever, and there's been you know whatever. But I feel like this is the first year where we're starting to see actual kind of rumblings of like okay what are you doing like yeah you you have it it's it you have the base do something and if we don't see it and i'm not calling for it but if we don't see it in the next year or two i would be zero percent shocked 
to to move on from either Gary, the GM, whatever. I'm calling for it. <laughs> you you have been for like a year and a half yeah. though. And, and look where it's gotten us. Yeah. I think I think the on the field comparison to the Titans is very apt, but I think the the front and office the Preds to be to an extent. See, but that's that's the comparison for like coaching and front office is because they had the one GM uh, until this summer. Yeah. They had the one coach for like 15 years. Well, that was Barry Trotz. Longer than that. But they they built on a system. They built on defense first. They built on signing older stars at the end of their career. Yeah. For a number of years. And then they experienced success and they plateaued and they regressed. Yeah. And, and so we just skipped the first like 15 years of Predsdom. With plateau. Predsdom. When, when, when we hit top three in the East, I think that was our, that honestly, that, that might have it. been our ceiling. That, that was yeah. like, hey, that's as far as you can take us with the current build that we have, the current, current strategies that we're going for. This is much <clears> you can go. Like, you look at the teams who are mighty successful and just like, like the Seattle's. The LAFCs, those teams. I'm not saying we're going to spin like LAFC because there's no way in hell. Yeah. But <laughs> because yeah, we, we barely spin more than RSL. Um, but oh, look, that hurts. Yeah, I mean that, that's but upsetting. When you look look at those teams, look what they're doing. They're not going older and more experienced. I mean, they have a couple older guys, but they're not going for that throughout their whole squad. They have a lot of dynamic players who are young or in their prime sprinkled into the squad, and that's why they're successful. Yeah. So I, here's what I'd want to see from from NSC, and I it it should have started last year because I I like the base, and I think we all like the base that NSC built going into MLS. Like I I'm I'm very happy that we're stout defensively. It hasn't panned out on on at striker, but I you know I, I like what we've done. But at this point, I would have liked to see what you're saying, Travis, where they're sprinkling in, you know, players under the age of 25, under the age of 22, that nope. they can't do it. Why? That's what it's going. That's what's happening. League. It's in it's in Mike Jacobs contract. He has an obligation no, to okay. only yes. sign players <laughs> 27 and older. No, correct. I thought you're being serious for a second. I, I was no. like, fucking why? Uh, I would have loved oh to gosh. see them build this base of veterans to get us competitive off the bat and then start sprinkling in these young talent, young talents as we went along. Like, if at this point we're performing how we were, but they signed a, a, a someone under the age of 23 and they threw him in at striker or in midfield and they were, they were you know – playing with young talent like the rest of the league is while replacing these old veterans over time, I would have been okay. Even with the same record, the same, the same style, the same, everything that, that fact alone, I would have been way more excited about this team than I am currently. You know why? Because those young players have a development stage. They, They have a higher ceiling those 33 34 year olds they've already hit their ceiling yeah and yeah. so same results different squads this one can improve a lot this one is probably going to decline more and yeah. so at, at I mean, some level though 
if you're wanting to to develop young players and integrate them into your team, theoretically, theoretically, is that not what Huntsville is for? No, yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah, and we're finally starting to see a little bit of that with the excitement behind Sipic, behind Amici, behind Liotti, behind whoever else. Um, right, but it it seems almost Ill, but not almost it seems illogical to me to say you know this is the first three months of our um mls next pro team's roster build why aren't we why aren't we integrating them yet it's like if you just start making like if you're browning hamburger and you stop halfway through and you go why don't i have tacos <laughs> like why don't i have tacos well, why don't i have tacos uh, because thing. travis I, I ate them when he went to taco bell that's the thing. Other teams haven't had MLS Next Pro for that long, but the thing is, they didn't need to use that to develop. They they're bringing in kids randomly, like they're signing kids left and right that from other academies at that, and then throwing throwing them into the, the senior team, letting them learn, maybe sit the bench for a couple times, and giving them minutes and stuff like that. Even look at Gary Smith back in USL; he didn't like playing younger players. Yeah. The, there were a ton of young players that we wanted to see, but he just wouldn't play them. And now MLS, like it's been the same way. He had younger options and he just, he goes with the old, older guys. How, how much of that with USL do you think was Gary playing for the MLS job? I think it's, it's a big part I think it. it's, I think it's Gary Smith as a manager. I know, I, I know, I know coaches and it's like high school, middle school level, whatever. I know a coach personally who had uh, 70 kids trial for his team. He kept all the 8th graders and cut a lot of 7th and 6th graders because he wanted bigger and older or whatever. Yeah. And that, and that, and they didn't do very well this season. I'll say I'll leave it at that. Was but, it, it does what, Gary Smith coach in your league? No, this is this is a, this is a, this is a team in in my district. Yeah. In, in my district, he um it's a one of the local ones, not not mm-hmm. any big schools. But they had a lot of football and baseball players come out, whatever. But he kept a lot of the football and baseball players, and they didn't do too hot. Yeah. And I, so, I I it, feel you, you got to invest. You got to you got to give young guys a chance, or whatever. And <clears throat> I don't know, but I know some other teams that do have gone older like that and have been successful. Like there's a school called Harris in our middle school, and they have a lot of really good eighth graders. And they were smart to bring those kids in, but as some coaches are like the other coach I'm talking about that only wanted eighth grader. He, like I think he has twenty something kids on his team, yeah. and twenty of them are eighth graders. Yeah, ouch. It, and so it, it doesn't always work out going older I, in that sense. But yeah, I think I think like like I said, I have no problem. Like, and I I've been <laughs> I've been a Gary Smith apologist at times. Um, and, and have been very trust the system. And I think like we talked about it last uh, episode, Travis, that like, I am very aware that NSC from the beginning of their MLS journey till now has been very, very, very fortunate that they have had, uh, a, a once in a, in a decade talent in, in Hani Mukhtar, they've had, um uh cr- amazing games amazing situations getting into the playoffs winning games in the playoffs getting third in that one season like having uh, a, a back-to-back defensive player of the year an mvp like i'm very aware that we are are lucky um 
but it feels like we got lucky and they they are refusing to to improve upon it and and that's where my 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 problem lies like literally if if like i said a second ago if we were sprinkling in some young talent and everything else was the same everything else i would be way more positive about this season and forward we have uh we have h man in chat saying are we the galaxy with a good defense um personally i i don't want to think so <clears throat> Uh, but also fuck the galaxy because they're the reason that we have to wear this bullshit highlighter true. yellow. True, 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 true. Very true. Uh, but but the comparison is hurtful because it's probably true. So let I, I have an honest question for you and for everyone in chat. And if you're listening to the pod afterwards, tweet it at uh, at the sound check or at me or Travis or John or whatever. Um, aside, like let's ignore the the aging roster or whatever when it comes to play style alone i've seen a lot of people get very annoyed that we are not an attacking team are you guys okay with this play style from from gary smith like do you have issue with the sturdy defense and take our take our moments on offense kind of play um when it comes to just a soccer product you'd want to watch and i'm not talking the grant i'm not talking what the general public or the normie or the new fan would want to watch you personally. I have no issue with a patient team, but there's such thing as patience and then just hoping for the, I don't feel like they're patient. I feel like they sit back and hope to maybe find a hole eventually because they have one player that can punish a team. They don't have like, two strikers up there that could punish someone. They have one that's a dummy. It just, like, sits there. He just, like, occupies space at that point, and the other one's actually doing something. Yeah. And, I mean, I have no issue with, like I said, being patient defensively, but, like, at least try to do something expansive. Like, you can't just sit back the entire time. It's like the dam's going to break eventually, and it has in games. Like, we sit back to start a game, and we can see the goal. Because it happens. It's MLS. MLS doesn't have the highest quality, but it's, you know, so it's stuff like that's going to happen. So I don't think you can just truly sit back and be patient and be successful. Not in this league, necessarily. I mean, Atletico Madrid does it, but they have like the highest, some of the highest quality defenders you can get in Spain. Yeah. Because they're, you know, pretty rich. But I don't know. Uh, I like when I, I'm coaching. I like being expansive, so it's not my preferred choice. But I can appreciate uh, someone being patient defensively and executing that. John, what you think? I don't love it because it is a stressful fan experience. When you know you you know a lot of a lot of your team's games are going to end up you know one nil or zero zero or two one or that yeah. that type of low scoring close game. If one goal can win it and you are your team is constantly absorbing pressure to try to soak it in and then spring a counterattack, that's exhausting. Because it feels like every attack that your team is conceding, oh, that could lose the game. Yeah. Oh, that we could we could lose the game on this. And I mean, I feel like it's a, a coaching cliche and Travis can correct me if I'm wrong, 
Um, but isn't there something like start every game like you're down one nothing? Like play every game yeah. like you're losing? Well, it's I just tell him it's zero zero all the time. Like it's that's the most yeah, common th- thing. That's what Gary wants. <laughs> well, the thing is, I tell him play like it's zero zero and you're going for the win. Like I don't tell him ever like uh. There's so you lost our, you lost Nashville at going for the win. See, there's a team in our district that hasn't lost a district game in four years. They don't belong in our district, obviously. Yeah, they, right. they, last year, they mercy ruled every team but two of us, and mercy rules nine zero. By the way, yeah. and uh, they just don't belong. But even when I'm playing against them, I don't sit back defensively. I'm like, take it to them. They're used to teams sitting back and being scared of them. So I say, go high press, get in their face. I mean, we lost. But it was two to one, not nine yeah. zero. So yeah. we came close, but uh, I don't know. I just tell them, zero zero, go fight. I had to get on one one game this season. They uh, went down one zero, and their heads dropped at halftime. And I was like, guys, it's one zero. Like, what are you doing? And I, I got, I dug into them. And very next game, they won five to one. <laughs> like they came out there with fire, and I told them, you fight every second, tooth and nail from start to finish. You don't not, you do not get your head down. And they turned made a one eighty turn this season. And I don't know. I've always just told them play like a zero zero, no matter what the score is. If we're up three zero, you keep bringing that same intensity. Don't get cocky. Don't sit back and just oh, we got it or whatever. So that's what okay. I always told. I've heard that one zero thing though, but I just never used it. Yeah. Okay. Also, I was yelling at my dog to stop squeaking. I don't know if that came through. Did you? Did you? Did you have a dog pee behind you again? That's the thing that you missed, Travis. Yeah, I, heard, I saw the I saw the tweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> So I, I've decided that they go in their kennel while I'm while I'm streaming, and and Marley was no. uh, uh, trying to escape, so I told him to stop. <clears throat> so I think I think that's probably my main criticism of the play style. Um, I know someone who is it, uh, H Man again in chat says if it's work if it works it's fine, and that's kind of where I'm at. But See, I have no problem with it. I I I enjoy my team, and, and Nashville isn't this other than a couple players in a couple instances, but I enjoy some grit on my team. I enjoy a more defensive game in almost any sport. Um, So I, but I understand like, obviously I get, you know, go bat shit crazy for goals. Right. Um, But I, I, I'd like how, if I were to build a team in almost any sport, I would have built it how Nashville did at least strategically defensively first. And then, and then look for your offensive pieces along the way um that being said i i wouldn't have done it with like 75 year old men like nashville have but you know uh i i'm still hopeful uh but i again am at times a gary smith and nashville sea apologist um so i don't know I, I i think we've gone about as far as we can without really talking about this game Be, and there's not really a lot to talk about uh, we were bad. All right, uh, that's it. Did, did, do you guys have any other opinions on on this past game before we like kind of start previewing? Uh, I I didn't watch it or the highlights. Yeah. So we've we've kind of danced around it and talked about aspects I, I, of I, it. I, I, I never least... really walked through the actual I, game. I, I just don't I just don't think there's much to talk about because it's the same issues every time. Yeah. And and. Yeah. It really is. It's like it's nothing new to, to bring up. Like, oh crap, something this happened and yeah. it cost us loose. No, we just we sat back immediately and conceded <clears throat> possession like we always do. And they got the goals first and it forced us to come out of our shell. I mean, we looked better out of our shell. Yeah. And 
it's the same story, you know, every time. And I think I think a big part of I wouldn't say we're on a downturn, but we're you know the last couple of games have been great. I think a big part of why this Nashville SC team isn't impressing right now is we do not have Randall Leal. Um, and I know it sucks to have to depend on, you know, one player or two players or whatever it is being out. Um, and I wish that wasn't the case, but I think that's just kind of an MLS problem. I don't think MLS teams are very deep in, in talent just based off of how, you know, pay structures are. Is, yeah. uh, so, you know, losing someone like Randall Leal is going to be a huge deal, right? Like if we lost someone like him at any position, it's going to hurt us, right? And I think it's actively hurting us right now um, because when he was in in that first game against NYCFC, granted, you know, it was the first game of the year, I, he was dangerous and we looked good. Um, mm-hmm. And without him, I have definitely missed his presence on the field. You know, I think he opens up the game a lot more. He is a threat that people have to deal with and, and he is going to send bombs from outside the box. And who knows how many you know, garbage goals we've could have gotten from Randall Leal bombs that they can't really catch and have to parry away directly to a Schaffelberg or to a, a, a Hani or whatever. Or to CJ, CJ train. Yeah. CJ's going to score a goal eventually. I swear. How often has Leal, Leal been hurt? I know he's hurt uh, for a good portion last season. He's been out <sighs> for a good portion this season. We talked about that in the NSC Discord, and someone actually came at us with the stats. I'm gonna see if I can find it. Because it, the balance, like how often he picks up a knock, seems quite a bit. Now, for the length of time he's been out, I'm not sure how how much he's been out, but I know he picks up quite a few knocks. And if, and if like that's a consistent thing, shouldn't ha- the front office? have found like a replacement for him in case that happens. Um, so this is a, this is a quote from, I think the server admin actually, uh, he said, I know the narrative on layout is he's always getting injured a lot, but I think it's just because he's such a quality player that people perceive his absence a lot more than when most other players are out. Layout only missed six games last season and three the year before. Yeah. Okay. So three games, uh, the year before, six games. Last season, that's 18, so, points, 18 points he's missing out on. You can say, assuming they're all wins, obviously. 18 uh, points. That's... Assume they're all wins. It Wouldn't it be 27? Isn't it three points for a oh, win? Wait, three points. You say eight, six games? Six games last season and then nine. I, I was doing four. five season. Oh, okay. So I thought you were doing total. That's on no, me. No, no, Sorry, no, no. no, no, no. You're all good. I should explain that better. Um, so you have six games this last season. That's 18 points, assuming they're all wins, because if Leal adds such quality, you, you can get those wins. That's 18 points missed out with a quality player like that or whatever. Or even just say we get out of those six games. I wonder how many points we got out of those games, actually. Uh, we did not dive that deep. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well, the thing is, like, if he's, you know, out, that's three, six, nine. Um, how many games has it been this season since he's been out? Uh, seven, six. He's missed six games already this season because he was only in that Wouldn't first it? one, right? Yeah, he went out in that first game. Damn. So wait, we're at game eight now, yeah. are we? I think eight so, this week. Right? Are we at eight or nine? Yeah, we're, we're game plays eight, I think. Regardless, it's six or seven games that he's missed. So say seven games this season, six games last season, three games. That's consistently you're you're out 
for significant chunks. Because six to seven games in a season is pretty significant. Quarter of the season. Yeah, it's, it's significant. So if you have a player that's missing that much of the season now in his third season, like, shouldn't we, like, plan for him to be out? I would. I would start planning that, hey, Leal's probably going to get hurt at some point this season. Yeah. I know next I mean, season yeah. I would I would definitely be planning for it next season. And him yeah. and Godoy, because I'm, I'm guaranteed – no, I don't want it to happen. I guarantee Godoy goes down at some point this season. It's It's been interesting Again. to see, because I, I don't think any Nashville SC fan, I don't think any MLS anybody who follows MLS closely or knows about Randall Leal would say that Randall Leal is a bad player or that Randall Leal isn't a game changer. Like, Of course he is, but it's interesting to see how the um, talk around him has changed. I remember that first season. It was pretty unanimous. Like it, the opinion was that he is, if he continues on his trajectory that we think he's going to be, he's going to be one of those players we sell off to a European club for maybe not big bucks, but for more than we got him for, right? And now no one's talking about that at all. Well, with, with when Leal was firing on all cylinders, and along with CJ, obviously, but I think CJ benefited from Leal and Hani clicking. Um, we were top three in the East. We're actually second until like towards the end. We we dropped a couple points. And we dropped the third. That's with everyone firing all cylinders. You take CJ not scoring at all. Now you take Leal like <clears throat> being absent. We're we're not top three, and it just shows like if you just had those one or two extra pieces with this team offensively, we're a really good team. Because I have no issues with our defense and goalkeeping. Our midfield is just—it's all right for this season, but like maybe next season, add a couple pieces. But like offensively, is where we're really struggling. Because honestly, like Schaffelberg was good for us coming in last season. He's been yeah. pretty decent. He's been pretty decent this season. Fafa has been decent. But the thing is, those two players have looked like in these stretch of games, they're kind of one-dimensional. I mean, they they're both speed merchants. That they're pace merchants a lot of the time because. Well, have you, how many times have you seen Schaffelberg, if he couldn't get around someone with speed, there's not much else he's going to do. He's not saucing people up. Uh, at, at some level, though, how much of that is they only have one trick and how much of it is coaching tells them to only do one thing if they want to play? I think it's both. I mean, I think it's both because there's a reason why Houston warned us. Well, he, we signed Fafa. I had Houston fans messaging me. He's a pace merchant. He's a pace merchant. He'll score a nice goal for you, then go just running around the rest of the games. And then Toronto fans were like, there's a reason why he wasn't getting minutes. And it wasn't because they signed Insigne. It's because he he just, they couldn't find a spot for him. He played left back, left mid, left wing for him. He played along the left side because they were trying to find something for him. I think. And, he, he, and I, love, I like Schaffelberg. But if he, when he gets held up and someone matches him with pace, he did, he's not going to like sauce him up, get around him. But I think you have a couple one-dimensional wingers. Leal breaks that. Leal has some speed to him, but he's also saucy with it. Yeah, he, I can, think, he can dance around people and get around them. I think both of those players are interchangeable for each other, other than age, obviously. I obviously like they play very similar games. They are difference makers. They they wear down defenses because they're constantly running past them. Like I thoroughly enjoy both of those players on my team. I do. Mm -hmm. um, I think Schaffelberg is that dude still. I think he, he can develop into something a little better than just a speed merchant over time. Um, Fafa, definitely not. He's old, right? But 
Um, Damn. He's still good. I didn't say he was bad. He's good. It's just I, he's not going to suddenly develop into something else, right? Um, I like having both those guys on my team. I wish it was paired with Leal right now because we saw what happened when they were both in. Not a whole hell of a lot. Um, and if if they can't get their chances in behind or Hani can't basically play them open, um, they're not doing what we need, you know? Um, so I think I think once we get Leal back, it'll open up the game for both of them, hopefully. And and hell, if we had a striker, everything would change. Um, we just don't. You yeah. Know. No, no argument. Uh, okay. So going into this weekend against LAFC, um, I am I I was violently optimistic on Twitter you this week. You were, dude. Um, I did it for the meme, but now I am all in. Uh, 4-2 win. It's going to go in this order. Hani goal. Hani goal. C- uh, 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 Jack goal. CJ goal. Okay. I mean, you have me at CJ the, goal. The but Jack you know. goal is going to be off a header. Very similar Obviously. to what you would typically see from Zimmerman. Um, uh, CJ is going to get just a trash, like, bounce it in front, whatever. And then Hani is just going to do some magic, like, in the first half. So four two, calling it. Put money on it. Don't do that. I'm, please don't put money on it. <laughs> uh, or put like a dollar because the odds on that are so unlikely oh, you can I, retire I, if it hits. I put a dollar on it and I think I'll, I would get like a hundred bucks back or something if it. My hit. optimism for the game is I'm getting a Walker's Zimmerman bobblehead. That's pretty sick. That is where the optimism starts and ends. Yeah. So I, I, I'm just here for the bobblehead, Gus. What, what do you? Can what we... do you think? Final score. Uh, me or Travis? Uh, either. You. Uh, John. John first and Travis. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it is a tightly contested, closer than the score looks, 3-1 defeat. Okay. What does that mean? Because uh, it means Denny Buanga is playing like he will be the MVP this year. Um, I know a lot of people are saying it's Tiago Almada, but there's no way Tiago Almada is in MLS all season. Um, I think Nashville plays it close, but they, I mean, they just have so much class going forward. And Nashville has uh, Hani Mukhtar. See, I've and seen the friends in chat, and then from you, a couple people say that we'll we'll let in three goals. I think last game was an anomaly and not what to expect from this defense. Um, We'll we'll be fine defensively. It's just no. Here, here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's gonna happen. We're gonna win two to one. CJ Sapon gets his goal to break the break the deadlock, and then everyone's gonna forget about CJ Sapon. By everyone, I mean Mike Jacobs and Gary Smith. <laughs> uh, forget about him not scoring goals for almost a year, and everything's gonna be happy, happy go lucky, and we're not gonna sign another striker. That's what's going to happen. We're going to be LAFC 2-1. to CJ Stephon breaks the deadlock, and everyone's going to forget about his goalless drought. Hey, who, who scores the second goal? Yeah, who scores, who scores the other one? First goal is Hani Mukhtar. Second goal is CJ Stephon to win it. I'll take and it. That's, that, I'll take a siege, ride the goal. CJ. Yeah, siege goal. Yeah, even I would take a siege goal at this point. Rainbow Six Even siege. though I'm a big, big CJ big, fan. And it, what I one thing I've learned about NSC fans is – unanimously we love almost all the players i'd say i'd say all all of our players on like a personal level and nothing would make me happier than to see cj sapong thrive the rest of the year 
I don't think it'll happen, but I would love it. Um, Here's the thing. But I would also like to see him replaced. Here's the thing with C. I see a comment. I I do not want CJ to stay starting. I want him gone. But it's such a Nashville thing for him to score. It's so true. Erase Gary Smith and Mike Jacobs' memory, and they go, hey, CJ's back to it. We're okay. That's what's going to happen. Now, do I want CJ to be a starter? Absolutely not. Um, get us someone else. It's but it's such a thing that would happen to us and our team. That oh yeah, one hundred percent. Why not? And, and no, I agree. And I, I, I also don't want CJ to start. I also don't want Teal Bunbury to start. I would love for someone else to come in and one of those two guys, not both, um, be the backup to him. And then you have an Ethan Zubak as as third, right? Um, that's not happening. It's just not, I. I, I will believe it when I see it. Um, yeah. But uh, until and, then, and I, w- I wish nothing but the best for CJ Sapong, and I hope he scores a hat trick Saturday. Yeah. Can I tell you my pipe dream that will never happen, but I want it so desperately? Is the reason that we, that Nashville acquired an international slot is because they're finally going and getting Dayon Jovalich. Oh, yes. And they're, and they're getting him right now. And he's going to dunk on LAFC because they dunked on the Galaxy in El Trafico. I want it desperately. <laughs> I want it will it. never happen. Jovalich, I really want that player. He He's right? too good to be riding the bench. He's too good to be a, a super sub. Hold on, yeah. Man. He's so clutch. And he knows it, too. Like He's got that, that confidence that a good striker needs to have. Hold on. I, I, got, I got us a player, guys. I got us a player. Is it a... Shut, is up, it shut a, up, shut up, shut up, shut up. I got us a player. Is it Jizz Horncamp? Yep. He is 25 <laughs> years old. He plays in the Netherlands. His... Uh, on transfer market, he's like 500000 He's $600,000. Jizz Horncamp will solve all of our problems. He will jizz on the rest of the MLS. We we will not be stopped. We can we can just buy him with Gam, right? We have yeah, over three, man. Million, three million in Gam, don't we? <laughs> I don't Jizz know that Horn you camp. can spend Gam to another well, league. We young will player take it to a money transfer place like Walmart. They do money transfers <laughs> and uh, send it to them. In, in the, We're gonna the, Western Union some fucking Gam. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, for a Nashville player, young player, his name is Jizz. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Uh, Mitchell, he'll be jersey number sixty-nine, right? You know, you know oh, who yeah. we need, guys. Aaron Johansson, not Jizz Horncamp. We need Aaron Johansson, former U.S. Men's National Team star. Back in twenty, I don't know that I would ever call him a U.S. National Team star. I would call him a player. Mitchell, yeah, he was, there he was is a star in my eyes. Mitchell and chat said uh, uh, he'll solve any jersey sale problems if there were any for sure. Yeah, there are none, but they would double their jersey sales Imagine overnight. That name. Imagine that name on the back of a Johnny Cash. Jersey. Oh my god! He would, he would go first name, right? It, I I, he, he I have wish to. he would. Uh, I feel like he would not. But you know, <laughs> you know, you know for a fact that he so many that of question. us would customize the jersey to just say Jizz on the back. You know it would happen. Dude, they would run out of Z's. It, it would be insane. <laughs> like I will push for Jizz Horncamp to come to NSC until the day I die. And if he doesn't pan out, look, send him to Huntsville. Then you have Huntsville jerseys selling like hotcakes because they have jizz on the back. And they're white jerseys. <laughs> oh, my God. 
This is why I left for so long. Oh my gosh. Oh. I think the most fun thing about that is that like Travis and I suggested players that we think this could really help. And then Brian was like, no, we're here for the fucking memes. You think think it's not going to help? You think there's a better option out there than Jizz Horncamp? No. (laughs) We get a better return financially than we would for AK Loba. Honestly, we would. I honestly think he would outperform AK's time in Nashville. Oh, we're definitely buying buying him out in the summer, right? Oh, 100%. They have to. They have to. He has a season-ending surgery right now. So, like... Well, aren't aren't Mexican seasons like weird though? They two have so they have two two seasons basically, right? So so they're just ending the first. It's a season-ending injury for the first season, which probably ends in like two weeks. He's only loaned out for that first season, though. Okay, yeah. So he's it. it, After that, he's done. That team, Mazatlan's definitely not buying him. I can tell you that much. What? And no. we are not keeping him. So uh, the the Aki experiment is most most certainly fucking done. And yeah. uh, I I'm bummed, dude. I, I wanted him to work out. He has out so all bad. the talent in the world, and it just didn't pan out. And I feel bad for the guy, but I he's just it's not going to work out here. Hopefully, he lands somewhere yeah. where it does. Uh, he sure as hell made enough money off of this, off of us, and uh, uh, what was his last team? Uh, Monterey. So let's all, he, he let's all laugh at anyone. Let's all laugh at anyone who bought Akeloba jerseys. Ooh, no, that's that's a feels moment for me. I feel bad for people like that. <laughs> yeah, optimists. That's what I call them. I, I almost never put names on the back of my jersey unless it's like someone who is a verified club legend is going to remain that or a retired. You know. Yeah. Because boy, have I been burnt on that before? Uh, back uh, just non-soccer side story i bought a uh, kenny Britt titans jersey at a titans game the game he tore his acl brian you can never buy a player's jersey at a game ever again ever again you're cursed never again (laughs) oh man all right hey we uh we've gone about an hour so let's uh let's wrap things up here any any final words on last game or this week boys um it's not for either of you know, the game last week or the upcoming game. But as one of the people who was able to go to the live between two posts, I somehow event, missed all invitations. That was for that. fun as hell. It was a lot of like watching Dan be uncomfortable between two posts in Ian air. is <laughs> one of my favorite things. That's awesome. Yeah. I missed all, uh, all like what's it called? Invitations <laughs> for that. I wish I could have hey, gone. Best gun for rank play season three. Uh, are you ARing or SMGing? <laughs> Taylor, uh, dude, I I am I only use M4 and I only use Mini Bach as my secondary. That's that's just what I do. I run that in ranked. Oh wait, we're doing. I thought we were talking about Warzone. Sorry, in ranked. Uh, tack. Wait, I run. Wait, tack. are you? It's, it's got to be. Are, the you, tack. are you talking yeah. about the yeah. game that he keeps ducking me in? Bruh. He's gonna dunk on you aggressively. I don't even have it. I don't even have the game. <laughs> uh, here's the thing: uh, multiplayer is free right now. You literally have no excuse. Yeah, you have no excuse. Wait, it's free for like a week. Well, okay. What's it's a, it's on uh, Battle.net, right? Taylor, uh, Battle, it's on Steam now too. Taylor in chat says Warzone no longer has his heart. Uh, I agree. I do not like Warzone anymore, but I love Resurgence. So, uh, dude, DMZ slaps. Y'all like are sleeping Travis, on DMZ. Question was, what question was it? What best gun? 
I don't know any of the guns, dude. God, <laughs> you're gonna get smoked. <laughs> Whenever we get you and Taylor into a lobby, you're gonna get smoked. So I play Overwatch. I'm a Reinhardt main. Um, Gross. God, <laughs> dead uh... game. That's what I found Travis for. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> hey, I <sighs> love it, dude. Uh, Taylor, uh, hit me up if you want to play Call of Duty at any point, buddy. Uh, not Travis, though, because he's a little scaredy boy. Hey, y'all show I, me how to download it, dude. I'm a boomer. Uh, what do you, what do you I, mean? I You're younger Acti- than me. Come on. Learn Act- how to... Activision, Activision right? It's uh, a battle net. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to strike you. Uh. <laughs> We're going to ban Travis. Can we Can we, we can just kick hey, him from the yeah, call? We'll I'm honestly about this. to boot him from the call. Taylor, thanks for dropping in, buddy. Him. Love you. Love uh, you, bud. If I run into you, uh, I'll, I'll make sure to give you a big old, big old squeeze. Um... Hey, don't make it weird, John. Don't make it weird. It, I won't. I am probably get a game this week. Sometimes you just need to squeeze your boys, all right? You. I believe it. All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. Um, I did want to give one last shout out to uh, our new podcast friends that Ooh, launched yeah, today. The MLS Fashion Goals. Um, they are kind of in the uh, newly developed has been like podcast network that we I th- kind of actually want to work on. I have a couple other ideas outside of this. But if you uh, look them up on uh, uh, anywhere you podcast, they already have two episodes out um, ranking all of the uh, MLS jerseys. So go check them out um, and stay tuned for more has been shit in the future. I've, I've been you know talking with some buds about some maybe a food podcast, maybe like a, a tier list thing. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. But uh, yeah, go check them out and make sure you subscribe to us on both Spotify and Apple Podcast. Uh, rate five stars after a hundred five star ratings. I will eat a bug. Um, so, you know, uh, if you want to see that, if that tickles your, your pickle, um, well, you know, go for it. John, anything else? Travis, anything else? Yeah, I, um, think, I think that's about I'm, it. I'm I need to, gonna, I need to listen gonna... to that fashion episode, actually. I'm gonna get the uh, Call of Duty game y'all keep talking about. I'm gonna get and, the Call of Duty game. Are you like uh, fifty I, years old? I feel like it, man. My knees do. I'm, I'm gonna uh, go. I'm gonna go buy a new Nintendos and play the Call of Duties with the youths. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get the Call of Duty uh, game and I will train and uh, I will beat Taylor and we'll be streamed on Hasbro Sports Switch. <laughs> For all to see. <laughs> for all to watch Travis just get smoked for 30 minutes straight. Aggressively, too. It's going to spawn kill me or something. Yep, yep, oh, no. Yep. Yeah, it, it's absolutely going to happen. I think, just to go on a side tangent before we like end, end, I think one of my favorite Call of Duty memories was uh, we had a bunch of my friends, Chris Jones, uh, uh, Taylor Washington, and a, a couple other roadies in a private match, and we picked a 2v2 like tiny map but we put like 15 people on that map and it was I hate that so much it was so fucking chaotic i think i think taylor almost threw <laughs> oh up from gosh. laughing like <laughs> i believe that <laughs> it was something but okay we're gonna end here thank you guys for listening watching whatever please share rate when, subscribe all that and we will talk to you on monday When's so. the cake bread podcast? Uh, Brian, I have a new one. The ocean is soup. I, I, no.